Hello and welcome to Yerushalmi Brachas, Daf Pei Gimel. This blot is jam-packed with halacha, hashkafa, gada. So we'll try and catch as much of all those that we can, and I will also try to keep it as brief as I can as well, like I always do. All right, so um, let us start with um, another discussion we had about imhaya shamish tamal chacham. So like this. So it says that um, a person um, has fragrant oil, so if it's shamish the tamal chacham, taco bakosel, he should smear it in the, the oil on the wall and not on the waiter's head, which had been the other option. Don't even ask. She'en shivchosh of tamal chacham lios yotze mebusam. It's not the dignity of a, of a tamal chacham to go out in the street when he is perfumed. Now, this is parallel to the bavli in brachos daf um, mem gimel amudbeis, but there it says a different lashon. Shegenai le tamal chacham latzeis l'shuk kishu mevusam. Now, I'm not going to go into the halachic ramifications of wearing a deodorant or uh, uh, um, cologne nowadays, whether that is Begadisha or what the Ganai is, etc., etc. That you could ask your own posik. But the bottom line is that this lushan of is it Ganai Latam Chacham, is it a negative thing, or is it Ain Shifchosh Latam Chacham, that it's not dignity? So, um, by the way, this lushan that we have in the, the Yushami, remember we talked about how the Yushami is very heavily influenced by Tosefta, it's in Tosefta Perakeh, Allah Lamed. It's actually a long Tosefta. Anyway, so the Bavli um, says Ganai. So the Chazdei David in Tosefta, he was uh, Rav David Pedro. His, I believe, his daughter was married to the Chida's son, and the Chida actually extols his farm, and his farm are phenomenal. The Shoshanim David on on Mishnayis is phenomenally deep. The the and all the words in the Chazdei David in Tosefta, he also is medayik very much. And by the way, the one, the Chazdei David that's printed on the Tosefta in the Bavli Shas at the end, that's a very abridged version. The actual version itself, I have it. It's like. 12 volumes, and it's quite extensive and quite long. So he says that, no, this is the Pshat. In the Bavli, it's talking about a place where sodomai was very prevalent, and probably more homosexuality there as well. So therefore, uh, it's, it, it is a genai for a Talmud to go out that way, because that's how those people would, would act. However, um, in this Tosefta in Yerushalmi, that's talking about even in a place where there's no suspicion, since it wasn't the custom for the uh, for Talmud uh, to go out that way, so therefore it's it's Ein Shivacho. Nobody would imply anything negative about it, but that's the shot. And again, just this distinction and this understanding is just a, a phenomenal diak in, in understanding the words. All right, let's move on to the next thing, because there's just literally so many Ha'aras to share. All right, um, so... There's a very interesting story here, which is brought down the halacha. But first, I'm going to just fast forward a drop. How do I know that if you use a Talmud Chacham, uh, sorry, a Kohen to do something, you've committed Me'ila? Obviously, not literally, but says, So basically, this is the source that says that a person is not allowed to use a Talmud use a I'm sorry, there's a similarity between Talmud Chacham and Kohen, but a Kohen. So if someone's a Kohen, I had a very good friend who was a Kohen, and we used to always have a discussion about this. Okay, so let me go through a drop of things, and then we'll go back to the story here. So the Agalus Mordechai in Gittin, and the Maraponim brings us down over here, um, says that a Kohen once poured water on our Benetam's hands, and his disciple asked him, hey, the Yushalmi says you're not allowed to, uh, you know, get work from a Kohen. So um, he doesn't give an answer for Benetam, but Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu Peter... <laughs> You guessed it. It very well might have been the famous Peter, um, but that's a way beyond the scope of this conversation. He said, no, it doesn't apply when the coin waves his honor. Um, and so obviously this coin was Mokhul because he wanted to do this for Rabbeinu Tam. Now, we're going to have another answer later, but that's what he said. And basically the Ramah in Archaim, um Kuf Chaf Ches, uh, says that it's forbidden to be served by a coin. He brings this down. But if the coin is Mokhul, then it's Mutter. Although the Pasuk in, in Vayikra, Parakhaval of Pasik Ches 
does seem to say he shall be holy, which means that um, he, he, sh he should stay holy. However, the Archa Shulchan, Sam Sofer, many other people that were on Shik, they all say that nowadays, since that was only the time when the base minister was around and the, and the Kohen was actively doing a vote, then we're not allowed to use him. But in, in, in today's world, the Kohen is allowed to be mochel his honor. Okay, but now there's another problem. And that is that in this story, there's something very problematic. So what's the story? Abu Barakana and Rav Kuna were sitting and eating. And, um, and Zeira uh, was standing and serving them. Okay, now Zeira was um, the son of one of those two men. We'll get to that in a minute. So Zeira went up to them carrying both wine and fragrant oil in his hand. And Abu Barakana, who was the other person, um, with Rav Kuna. Rav Kuna was Zeira's father. And Rav Kuna and Zeira were calling him. So Al-Barakana kind of chastised him and said, what's in your other hand? Why are you holding them in one hand? Meaning he held that the Gemara says that, that you should carry one in one hand, one in the other, because that's how you make brachos. Ayin Sham, you'll see. And Abu Barakana's father got very angry at this comment and said to him that it's not enough that you're the one sitting here reclining while he's standing and serving you, and he's a Kohen. And uh, Shmuel says, if you're Mishtamish with a Kohen, you're Maul, and, and you're now belittling him. I therefore decree that he should recline and you should and you should stand and serve him. So the Archishokan asks, wait, what happened here? I thought it was us or Mishabish Akoin. So why in the world why did he only say something now? Why until now was he not being Mishamish was he allowing his son to to um, do his work? So okay. So based on our answer, the Archishokan says that no, if a coin's mochel, it's fine. But if the coin's not mochel, he's not fine. So if you're insulting my son, he's not mochel anymore. He was serving you because you were because you were being respectful to him, so he wanted to do that. But now, the way you're talking to him, he's not going to be mochel. So that that mechila went off. Now, the Agadis Leo gives a different answer, which is a beautiful answer. Agadis Leo says, no. The pshat is that you're not allowed to be Mishamish Kohen, And there's no mechila. But since he was serving his father, Huna, he was, that, this is the covet to his father. So so that the Kohen is allowed to do. And the Kohen was serving his father, and the Kohen was, um, what's it called? And the Kohen was, therefore, Agav, serving this man as well, which is also an honor to his father. So according to these pshatim, that could explain the Mordechai, where um, you don't need to come on to Rabbeinu Peter's answer that he was mochel, although, again, that's how we paskin, but it very well could be that, that serving Rabbeinu Tom is like serving your own father, so therefore that's allowed, or serving your own Rebbe is allowed, that could be another answer as well, and certainly the Mechila part is, is very obvious that, 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 you know, that Rabbeinu Peter's answer, of course, is Allah Halamais as well. Um, but that's why he got upset at him and said to him that now he's not mochel because you're putting him down. I gotta say, also suggest that that there was an insult there, that yeah, the mechila and all that stuff, but also the fact that you're treating him this way shows that you're putting him down and maybe giving a question on his kahuna. So therefore now I'm protesting at this point, now that you're putting him down, I'm protesting and saying he's a kohen miuchas and don't mess with him. Okay, but that's some interesting conversations about that um, and some very interesting answers. Let's carry on. Again, there's tons here. So the Gemara says that um, there were two things that were Allah al-Das Hashem, to be, to be created, but he didn't create them till later. And that is fire and um, and kalayim, mixed breed. Now, this is like way beyond the scope of this conversation, but I'll just try to do a little bit of it. Ayan Shem and that guy, so he has a whole shtickle in Marechus on it. But basically, <clears throat> so it says that, um, so what happened? The Gemara says later that um, that Sibon and Anna, they created, they took a um, female donkey and they mated it with a male horse and then a Perda came out. Now this Perda, the Gemara says, it also says in the Babli, is a very, very dangerous animal. So they literally brought this dangerous animal. And the Gemara says that, that the Yerushalmi here says that Hashem came and said, you want to bring negative things into the world? So he brought a female snake 
and meet, meet with a male toad, Hashem, and a chabarbar, which by the way is we have this, it's the road, it's a very, very dangerous animal that kills. Um, it came out of that. And according to the Eitz Yosef, the way he reads this, even though it doesn't say it in the Gemara, it doesn't say it in the Medrash either, um, but he says that, that actually um, Anna got bitten by it. Anna was the one that created it. Um, and, and it killed him. But anyway, so the question is, so why didn't Hashem create these things? So the Peshat is that they needed to be in the world, but they were dangerous. So then if that's true, then the Gemara says later that Adam himself was the one that created um, fire. Hashem showed it to him on Matzah Shabbos, which is why we make the bracha, the Yerushalmi says, on, Bisa, on, 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 on Nair, on Matzah Shabbos. So then what's going on? Why did he bring this negative thing into the world? Right. So what's, what's the Peshat? What, is this a negative thing? Okay. So first of all, the God of explains that fire... Um, you know, he says many Jews have been burned at a stake, but fire also brings heat, gives life, gives food. So it's just a matter of how you use it properly. So in the one hand, Hashem didn't want to create it, but Hashem showed him that after you went through a Shabbos, and now you know how to be Makadish the world, now use this fire wisely. So it's not a kasha that Adam created it. But then, what about the fact that um, these um, Kalayim came about? So there's two ways of reading it. Some people learn that, that the Pshat is that that Megagolan Chovai Dechayev, and that this was a negative thing, this 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 Kalayim, which, like the Sefer HaChemich explains that Kalayim is Machishan Pamayish Amal, according to the Gemara. What does that mean? You're contradicting God. God created the world in a certain way. Um, and so he wants the world to stay in that in that way, um, in that specific way. Um, and, and by creating grafting things, you're kind of going against the, the plan. Now, obviously, Hashem made it that certain things do graft, like certain fruits that we eat are, are grafted, plums, etc. Um, and, of course, we're not allowed to plant them, but we are allowed to eat them, which is a whole different discussion. But anyway, so some people learn that there's actually Machlokas in the Gemara. One shot is that, that the Kalayim were not a bad thing, and the other shot is this, is this second Gemara that I read that Anna created it actively, and therefore it was a negative thing. Um, but another way to look at it is Megalgalan Chovai Dechai, that he himself was a Russia, Sivon seemingly, and Anna as well, and therefore this bad thing came about through them, but Be'etzem, that wasn't, wasn't, wasn't necessarily that they were, um, what's it called, that they were... It wasn't necessarily saying that um, this is the only bad thing they ever did in their life. It could be there was a big context there. Um, another two more quick points. The Gemara says that um, the or of Sheshish Mebrashis lasted for 36 hours because Adam sinned on, on, on Friday when he was being Nana from the R, but he wasn't kicked out of Ghanaian, even though he should have been. He was allowed to stay for the whole Shabbos, so it ended up staying for for 36 hours. Now, it's Yadua in the Svarim that 36 hours is connected to the Bavli's uh, 36 Mesechtas, Ayin Shem, you can count it. But the um, the Agadis Leo brings a beautiful shot. And he says that what's the shot? There was a 36 hours of this light. So he says that Yoshua, Shemesh Begibon Dom, V'yareach V'emek Yalom. So he says that when when Yoshua had the sun uh, stay up in the air, and he kept the, he kept it going, the Targum says, in Yoshua for 36 hours. So En Kol Chadash Tachas Shemesh, you can't have something new that would never had a precedent. Everything happened. So therefore, during Shesh's Mebrashis, this had to happen, that you would have this precedent that the, that the sun stood for 36 hours, and therefore that would allow it to happen. Now, you realize two things. One of them is that it's very meduic because the entire point of that battle was conquering Eretz Yisrael, which is the tachlis of Kal Yisrael coming into Eretz Yisrael, which is Yoshua's main tafkid of that 14 years, last 14 years of his life, uh, most important years of his life to a certain degree of carrying Moshe's mission, was conquering Eretz Yisrael. And Gan Eden let's not go into exactly where it's located, but definitely the 36 hours of the, the R um, Haganos um, is literally the, the, the top of the world, uh, the Art Sadikim, etc., etc. But there's another thing, which is that Chazal tell us that whatever happened to Yeshua happened to happened to Moshe. So um, Moshe was Pnei Moshe, Pnei Chama, Pnei uh, Yeshua, Kilvana, 
And so that Lahora would mean, Lahora, I haven't found a Makar for this in Chazal, and I'm curious if anyone knows, that when Moshe stopped the sun in his time in the Chumash, which is um, at the end of Parshat Bamidbar, um, Saver Bamidbar, so Lahora, that also would have been 36 hours, and it was the exact same thing. Agav, totally Agav of an Agav, there's a discussion about the um, correlation between just the entire Sefer of Chumash and the entire um, Yoshua, which the Gemara says, I believe in Megillah, that if Klaus wouldn't have sinned, we would have had Chumash and Megillah. But the Gemara says in Tainus, I'm sorry, I'm going too quick here. We would have had Chamisha Chumash Torah and Sefer Yoshua. Why Sefer Yoshua? Because that's going to Eretz But there's another Omek, which is that the Gemara in um, the Gemara tells us that uh, in Tainus that everything that's found in Chumash is found is found in anything in Nach is found in Chumash. So, and the entire Yoshua has many, many parallels between Moshe and Yoshua and their lives. If you look through it, you'll see dozens and dozens of even Achan, who was Maul, the Chazos, Chazos Asisi, he was Maul by Moshe and by Yoshua. There's just so many like correlations. Chazak Biamatz is said to both of them. Ayin Shem, you'll see, you'll learn it, you'll learn through Yoshua. Just think about it, you'll see. But anyway, the last thing I want to say is that this correlation of Rebbe and Talmud that that Yoshua was downgraded to to Pnei Chama to Pnei Levana from Moshe, we find the same thing by Elio and Elisha. Um, and Elio was connected to Moshe, and there's a lot of correlations between their lives, even the Nikvas Asur and the 40 days of fasting, and all these things, there are correlations between them, like Mar and Babli and Brachlis. But anyway, and, Yosh- and, and Yoshua being the Talmud who followed after. But the interesting thing is that when um, Elisha died, when, when, when Elisha is escorting Elio, who dies, so Elio asked for peace time. Elisha asked for peace time. I don't want to be like Yoshua, where he, he was part of half of you. I want double of you. It's very interesting, very, very fascinating. Last to Arab Leader. For, for, for right now, is that the Gemara says that um, the Eish was created on Matzei Shabbos, and therefore we do um, we do more Borimer Eish on Matzei Shabbos. So Kiyadua, this whole thing about the nails, that we look at the nails because Adam's body was created that way. This is a picture of Elazar, which quotes some of the parts of our Gemara. Um, I and Shum for a lot more Makaros. Have a great day.